Hey everybody, just a brief intro before we get into the episode. I just want to let you guys know I'm on Spotify. Just search K-pop, FOMO Daily, or Danny's K-pop Podcast there to find me. Now, on to the episode. What's up, everybody, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Danny's K-Pop Podcast. I believe we're on episode seven now, is it, already? Now, if you uh, joined me for last week's episode, I told you that Christian was starting school, and I was going to update you on how it all went down. So the morning of him going to school, uh, he was, of course, anxious to go. Uh, I was nervous a little bit, sad, happy, excited, everything all at once. So we went to school a little bit early. We were waiting there, and you know, I think he wanted to check out you know, who's going to be in class with him a little bit more. And so we waited, and we were taking pictures of him and everything, and it was, it was great. He was smiling really big. And then the kids started lining up to go into class. And so we told him he had to go line up. And so he went, and the smile kind of went away. So I thought, is he having second thoughts? Because he did seem a little nervous at that point. And then the teacher came, and he hesitated for a second. And so I was like, oh no. Is he going to be one of those hard kids that doesn't want to go? But then he looked back, gave a slight smile, one last wave and went right in. And then I understood why they said, yo, you might cry, because I didn't full on cry. Let me, let me state that. But yes, I teared up. I was very emotional. Um, all these memories of his whole life flashed before me. And that phrase just came into my mind, and it is so true. They really do grow up fast. Now, what else went on? KCON. Can't forget KCON. Hopefully you guys got to go to KCON. It's an awesome event. This year, it was crazy. Uh, I think it broke the record for attendance for any KCON. All these people passionate about K-pop and just Korean culture and everything is just amazing to see for me. I want to thank you guys for letting me be a part of that again. And I'm hoping you guys had a good time. Hopefully you met some new friends. And I want to give it up to all the artists who, uh, who performed. And they killed it. I want to shout out one of my old school K-pop brothers, Kim Tae-woo from G.O.D. We came out around the same time. And that's a long time ago. So for him to still hold it down, yo, respect. Now, also, there was the eclipse, the total eclipse. I'm here in Southern California, and our eclipse was not that great. I went outside with Christian and Abigail, and we looked up, and I couldn't tell. I had to look at my watch to check if the time was right, but it looked the same to me. And so, hopefully you guys were in a better line than I was. Because for us, it was all the way up north on the west coast, and we're all the way on the south. 
But when I watched it on TV, that thing was incredible. I had goosebumps. So let me know how it went or how the experience was, whoever was there. I mean, I don't know when the next one is. I mean, the last one was like 1979. So whoever got to see it, you guys are pretty lucky and I'm a little bit envious of that. But hopefully you guys enjoyed it and had a good look at it because it is an amazing sight as well. Now, moving on to this episode, <laughs> let's dive in to our first question of the day. Hey Danny, it's me Naomi. I'm from the IE area and I'm going to be heading out to K-Town soon and I want to eat at some really good places. So I hope you can recommend some really good and tasty places or even places to go visit. Thanks. Have a good podcast. Thank you, Naomi, for the question and the call, all the way from IE. Now, it's going to sound a little stupid, but I had no idea what the IE meant. I honestly thought it was Ireland. But I looked it up and found out it's the Inland Empire, which made me feel more stupid because I used to live out there. So thank you, Naomi, for letting me know what the IE meant. Now straight up, I'm like the last person you want to ask, really, because I'm what most call a homebody. I usually like chilling at home or at Disneyland with the kids and just eating at home, either mom's cooking or wife's cooking. And so I don't really go out that much. Even when I was in Korea as a K-pop artist, I didn't go out that much. The people around me would say, yo, outside the K-pop world, your life's pretty boring, bro. But don't worry, there's a lot of great places to go in K-Town. And fortunately, I went to one recently that just opened. It's a place called Mama Lion on 6th and Western. And the environment was awesome. There was a DJ playing good music. The people look sharp. And the food, though, after I tasted it, I just said, damn. It was amazing. So to me, it was great because it was a cool environment to be at. Music, people, plus good food. So it's like all in one. So I recommend Mama Lion. Now, I don't know about you, but one of the first things that came to my mind was, what the heck is Mama Lion? And so, since I know the owner, I asked him, what does that mean? And he told me that he looked it up, and way back in the day, I think it was the 80s, in that specific location, the place was called Mama Lion, and that was the spot to be at in those days. And so, he wanted to bring that back. And I think he did. So I hope you get to go and check out Mama Lion and possibly other places that others, I'm sure, have recommended to you as well. Let me know how it all went. But no matter where you go, I hope you have a great time and a safe time. So once again, Naomi, thanks for the call. Now, let's go to our next question, which now comes from iTunes. Agassi Kid says, I enjoy this podcast so much. Always love when new ones come out so I can listen to it while I'm in the car. Danny, 
What do you think about the whole situation with the fans of 101? Some of these Hezang fans are really starting to worry me about the health of the members. Did you have issues with any fans? And what do you think about this kind of extreme fandom in Korea? First off, thank you, Agassi Kid, for the love and support. And for what I think is a very important question. I do want to first state that I don't want to single out 101 fans specifically because I think it's unfair to label them as Hesang fans, all of them. Because to me, Hesang fans, no matter whose fans they are, should not represent the whole. And I do believe most of the time it's actually a very, very small number. Um, but my advice to Sezang fans or ones who not deliberately but do sometimes act in that way, remember why you became a fan in the first place. It was something good. It was the love. I think what happens is that, that passion, which is a strong feeling, sometimes takes you in the wrong direction. So just try and remember and get back to where it all started and go down that road, the right road. I do want to start by saying that the artists, of course, appreciate the ones who support them. But no matter who it is, whether artist or fan, everyone needs their space and privacy. We even need it from our family, spouse, children, friends, I love my wife. She's pretty much the person I'm closest with. But we still give each other space and privacy. Not because we have to, but it's because we love and care and respect each other. For me, a long time ago, when I was with one time, there were instances when I was actually terrified. One that comes to my mind was a performance in the countryside. I believe it was our first time there. So we weren't sure what to expect. When we got to the venue to perform, there were so many fans and just to see how excited they were to see us, at first we were a bit relieved and extremely happy and grateful for the love that was shown. But since there were so many people, the entrance was blocked off. And so we were told to wait in the van. As time went on, the crowd became bigger and soon our van was completely surrounded and some even climbed on top of the vehicle, started shaking it and pounding on the windows. So real quickly, the excitement became panic. And for a time, we were stuck in there just praying no one gets hurt and the windows don't break and the car doesn't cave in. But finally, security made a path and got to our car and they told us, go to the stage as quick as possible. So once we emerged out of the car, all these hands were just grabbing onto us and pulling us towards every which way. But with all our strength, we just kept trying to go to that stage because it felt like at the time was, it was for our lives. I mean, I remember as a young kid of that kind of fanfare. And at first it was awesome. But what I didn't think about was also the possible dangers, not just for us, but for the fans as well. 
I mean, someone could have seriously been hurt. And that's something the artist never wishes for. And of course, the fans never wish for. Passion is a great and powerful feeling. But if you're not careful, it can also unfortunately sometimes take you down the wrong path. So my advice again to those who might have taken a wrong turn is do the best you can to remember why that passion is there. It's love. And to me, that is best defined in 1 Corinthians. Anyways, thanks again, Agassi Kid, for the question. Moving on to the next one. This next question comes from Twitter. Yukisan asks, what are the top three goals achieved that you're the most proud of? Could be professional, personal, or any other kind. Greetings from Argentina. Yukisan, I hope I'm saying that right. Thanks for writing in and greetings to Argentina. Now, hmm, I guess in chronological order, the first one would be me actually achieving what I set out to do when I went to Korea, which is becoming a K-pop artist. There were many hurdles I had to overcome to achieve that goal. Uh, trying to be an artist itself, of course, was there. But on top of that, at that age, I had to leave my family and friends up and move to a whole nother country and try to adapt to a different culture and language that I had very minimal knowledge of. So everything that followed with what we did, uh, being able to release, I don't know, five albums, you know, collaboration albums, solos, awards, whatever, are icing on the cake for me. Because overcoming those hurdles that I faced just to become an artist is, to me, what really paved the road for me to even have the confidence to actually achieve the other things that followed. So now the second one is marrying my wife. I've known her since I was 13. I always had a crush on her. I said this before, I believe on a previous episode, but at 14, I did tell my best friend I was going to marry her. Of course, he blew it off as whatever. And why wouldn't he? I was 14. We never even dated. But I did actually have a hard time believing it myself, but I was hoping for it, even at that young age. And honestly, to my surprise, it never went away, that hope. So I'm so happy to this day that I sometimes stare at her and think, wow, it really did happen. Now, the third is a little different because in a sense, it's a mindset. And for me, a lifelong goal, but I guess I'm proud that it's a goal of mine um, that I put on myself, which is simply moving forward to be a better person. I mean, I do not succeed every day, of course. There are still too many times I fall back. But ever since I have put that goal in my mind and put focus on it, whenever I do fall, I don't seem to stay down nearly as long. And from the get-go, it made me a much less selfish person and 
I can confidently say that I'm happier than I ever was before. So there you have it. One, having been an artist in Korea. Two, marrying my soulmate. Three, having set the goal to be a better person overall. So thank you, Yuki-san, for the question. And I hope you achieve whatever goals you have set out for yourself. All right, everybody, we're at the last part of the show, which has now become our rapid fire Instagram questions. This first one comes from Kings of Winter, Winterfell. When can we call in our questions? Is it pre-recorded or do we have to call at a certain time to be on live? Well, Kings of Winter, Winterfell, call in whenever you want and a voicemail will pick it up. You have up to three minutes to say whatever you want to say. And you know what? If you mess up or think of something else to say, call in again and leave another one. This next one comes from Tabcat. Where is your podcast available? Now it's available in various platforms. iTunes, SoundCloud, and most recently Spotify picked us up. So now, Tabcat, the choice is up to you. This last one comes from Macy. Just randomly found your IG. And instantly I'm taken back to my fangirl days of one time. And then reminded of your acting cameo on Seven's Wajo Part 2. Had to listen to without you while I typed this. And all the feelings are being released and coming back. Now, she's quoting a part of the song. Tell me why, why I just can't live without you. LOL. I need to play this song for my Korean husband. Well, Macy, <laughs> thank you for writing in and randomly finding me. I don't know why you brought up Seven's Wajo Part 2 and acting cameo because it's really not an acting cameo. I'm on there for like five seconds. And um, it was just out of the blue. They called me and said, Danny, can you come and just do this one little part? And I just went there and they told me to uh, look like I'm arguing with the actress. And so I did. As you can see, I didn't even have time to get a haircut. And, but luckily, she spoke English, so we were arguing in English. Uh, anyways, um, without you, yeah, it's been a while, I'm sure, since you've heard that. Um, but I don't think you should play for your Korean husband because it's about breaking up, you know? And I hope you guys stay together for a very, very long time and you do not have to live without him. So play it for him, but tell him the words are not for him, okay? So thank you again, Macy, for writing in and happy that we have found each other at last. Again, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to ask a question, call the hotline, leave a review, or hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. Also, check out Spotify. It's the perfect place to listen to all your favorite K-pop music and now podcasts. So before I go, I want to send out my thoughts and prayers out to all those affected by what happened in Barcelona. It's hard to believe, and yet, seems like far too often we are hearing about these acts of hate throughout the world now there's a song that comes to my mind right now and 
if you don't know it or if you haven't heard it in a while, take a listen and let's listen closely to the words again. It's written by an incredible musician with an incredible heart. The song is Love is in Need of Love Today by none other than Mr. Stevie Wonder. I saw a clip when he performed this song in the 80s and he said at that time he hopes for a time when songs like these will not even have to be written. Unfortunately, 30 years later, it seems like it's in need more than ever. So it hasn't come yet, but hopefully soon, Mr. Wonder. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm out.